third film in the Friday series finds Craig and Dayday working as security guards and dealing with a thief who's stealing Christmas presents. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, here we are. It's the final week of December, the final week of the year. And, uh... You know, Christmas has just passed, but the Christmas spirit is still with us. So let's take a look at one last Christmas sequel with Friday After Next from 2002. So let's just dive right into this shit with technical difficulties. You heard what the Netflix description had to say, so let's just, uh, let's start with the top. What was good about this movie? All right. I'll start us off. Number three, I've always enjoyed the structuralist style of this film series. Well, each one has a plot. Technically, they're largely just following a day in the project, showing all the casual absurdities and amusing characters that you'd find in that kind of place. They're just fun movies that never really take themselves seriously. Number two, I really like the opening credits of this film. It's this cartoon that looks like a hodgepodge of Pink Panther and the 90s version of Ren and Stimpy. Number one, I really enjoyed a lot of the dialogue in this film. It wasn't as memorable as the dialogue in the original Friday, but it was still enjoyable. So for me, number three, this movie does, uh, it does weigh in at less than 90 minutes. And, uh, in my book, that's always a good thing, you know, short, sweet to the point, or, you know, in the case of Friday after next, you know, a roundabout way to the point, but you know, in a good way. Number two, I have to agree with Paul, the opening credit sequence, it really reminded me of an old school Pink Panther cartoon. And uh, it was just fun and entertaining, really set up not what the movie was about. And number one, the movie does have it. It has really fun dialogue and jokes. That's it. What's what's bad about it? Let's just let's just move on. All right. Number three, even though I typically like the nearly structuralist style of this film series, I feel like this one went too far with that concept and the majority of the film just feels like a bunch of disconnected scenes with a plot clumsily thrown into the mix. Part of what I found appealing about the original Friday was the fact that while it was essentially just, you know, a day in the projects, there was a plot that kind of, you know, intersected with most of what happened, either directly or indirectly to some degree. However, the main plot of Friday After Next had to do with Ghetto Santa Claus robbing Craig and Day Day, However, the movie seemed to largely forget about that storyline until the very end of it. They had like a brief scene in the middle of it, but really, it was barely even a part of the film. They could have just literally had it at the very end or the very beginning, and the film would have basically been the same. It was kind of like you were watching a stand-up routine with like supporting actors or comedians like popping in and out just to like enhance jokes, except... It didn't really enhance jokes. It just kind of was like, well, when are we going to get to what this is about? Exactly. And that's one of the disappointing things about the um, the title sequence was Ghetto Santa Claus was the main focus of it. Yet you hardly see him throughout the movie. It was, um, like you said, rather misleading. Number two. All right. Spoiler. So Craig gets his ass kicked by Ghetto Santa Claus in the beginning of the movie. And then who then proceeds to rob him in Day Day. Which is just embarrassing, considering that he's just some scrawny crackhead. It's like this movie forgot that Craig managed to successfully beat Debo, um, who's played by Tom Lister Jr. in the original Friday. This 
could have possibly been justified had, like, you know, Ghetto Santa Claus been some kind of secret ninja or something. But later you find it, he's just some crackhead. So I don't, I don't really see how Ice Cube could have lost to this guy. If if Damon had been Ghetto Santa, like I could understand it, but oh, yeah. you know, just not not the one that did win. Yeah, there, there's no way that Ice Cube could beat Terry Crews, so that would have been an interesting plot. Number one, just like next Friday, Smokey, who was played by Chris Tuck in the original Friday movie, isn't in this one, which is disappointing because he was one of the best parts of the original film. This isn't really the fault of the film or the filmmakers, since from what I've read, Chris Tucker kind of decided not to reprise his role due to some personal reasons. However, I don't think I'm alone in saying that Smokey was definitely more entertaining and likable than Day Day. No offense to Mike Epps, of course. So for me, number three, I have to say, you know, I don't think that the Santa Thief could take Ice Cube in a fight, even with the help of the Christmas tree. Yeah, I just, I'm not, I don't believe it. Nah. Not for one second. I think he just wanted a reason to blame Day Day for something else. Like, I, re- I truly think that's all it was. It's not like you need a reason. Day doesn't really do much. Uh... And speaking of that, number two, the interactions between some of the characters just get really annoying and takes away from the actual jokes and dialogue when half the time they end up just screaming or whining at each other, and it's like, I don't care what they're saying, I just want the decibel level to reduce so that my ears aren't bleeding anymore. Yeah, one thing I noticed with the annoying interactions is the film kind of confuses what Craig and Dady's characters are. Like, one of them will be, like, the serious one, and the other one will be the non-serious one. Then they'll flip it like they forgot who was which one. It was very... Uh, inconsistent to say the least well and they have the same interaction between day day and craig as they do with their dads yeah that's that's true and it's it's really annoying that they have more than one set of characters that acts that same way yeah one of them be joking around all the other ones get mad like and taking things too seriously then they'll switch it's like wait a minute but who's which character it was like they kept switching their like scripts or something like that and then I just, you know, every time Craig's dad talked, I just expected Riley and Huey from the boondocks to walk through the door. Granddad, that didn't happen to you. That was, that was just a plot at Friday. Number one for me. There were a few random moments in the movie where it, like, speeds up for no reason. Like, they were like, hey, let's hit fast forward and keep it in the movie. It's not something that recurs. I mean, it only happens, like, two or three times, but... There's really, like, no point or reason to it. Like, I don't know if it was, like, part of a joke or not, but it's just really out of place for the rest of the movie. And especially for the movie clocking in, for as short as it is, to have those couple scenes where it's just, like, two or three seconds that are sped up, too. Um, Yeah, it just, it didn't make sense, and it was really out of place. It was Christmas mad. So, we both mentioned that, uh... We really liked the dialogue in this movie. It was the number one. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. And uh, you tell us who had the better quotes. I'll start us off with, Wake your bitch ass up, Lucky Charms. I'm stuck between a pimp and a hard place. That's all you gotta do. Just burn a pimp one time. Don't be sorry, ho. Just be careful. Lord Jesus. I was just gonna get drunk and watch The Grinch. We ought to be celebrating Kwanzaa anyways. This shit gonna stop one day, dude. Well, it ain't gonna stop today. 
That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything you'd like to say, please leave it in the comments below. I think it's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale, a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a 4 out of 10. I gave it a 5 out of 10. So, Friday after next, or as I like to call it, Christmas in the hood. Thieving Santas, shady storefronts, and ice cubes stuck in the middle of all the shit going down. But no leprechauns. The dialogue is basically a stand-up comedy routine with, you know, a supporting cast revolving around Christmas. The jokes are funny, the acting is pretty decent, but a lot of the characters interacting with each other are just plain old annoying. Really, that's all I have to say about it. You know, just Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Sometimes a movie that deviates from typical film formula manages to work really well, becoming a classic, or at least garnering a cult following. This was the case with the movie Friday from 1995, which put character personalities and jokes before plot structure, creating an unexpectedly hilarious and beloved film. Unfortunately, lightning rarely strikes twice, as the two subsequent films in the franchise both fell short by comparison. Friday After Next continues the story of Craig Jones, played by Ice Cube, as he continues his never-ending quest to smoke, get laid, and maintain an honest employment. However, this time, our hero's journey is disrupted by by the dastardly doings of Ghetto Santa Claus, who's out to ruin Christmas for everyone in the projects. Its concept is pretty funny, but unfortunately it falls short in execution. The seemingly disconnected scenes and arbitrary subplots make the film seem really disorganized and really lacks the charm the original film had. There are a few jokes in the film that were pretty funny. However, I got to say most of them were done better in the original. I honestly can't really recommend this film. Just watch Friday. So four and a five out of ten. Not uh, not too shabby, but not too good. Very average. But you know how to get to those? Well, we're going to tell you because it's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We're going to give you some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone blows a whistle, take a drink. Number two, every time someone is dressed like Santa, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone enters a store, take a drink. Number four, anytime the word pimp is used, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Christmas sequels month, anytime the movie lets you know it's Christmas time, take a drink. Every time Day-Day abuses his authority as a rent-a-cop, take a drink. Every time someone says, slap your mama, take a drink. Every time Cat Williams is shorter than the person standing next to him, take a drink. And every time a Christmas ornament is used as a weapon, take a drink. This, of course, concludes a Christmas tree. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment in their iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com, dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or on my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we review new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. And we've come to the end of uh, Christmas sequels month the end of December and the end of the year. So I think we have to say, you know, what, uh, how we rank these movies this month. For me, number four, Battle Royale 2. It was just kind of all around a piece of shit. Number three, Friday After Next, which 
interestingly enough, is the only movie on this list that is the third in the series, and it's number three on my list. Number two and number one, I still, it's, it's still neck and neck. It's still a toss-up. I can't pick between the two. Feeders 2, Sleigh Bells, and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. You have to pick I, one. I, I can't. Gotta I, do I, it. I, I got, gotta I'll do have it. to flip a coin because you know what? Feeders 2 is just fun the whole way through. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, it's got Garbage Day, the deadliest day of the year. But half of the movie is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 1. So I guess if I'm, I'm going to have to choose if the number two is going to be Garbage Day, Silent Night, Deadly uh. Night Part 2, and Feeders 2, Sleigh Bells, only because Feeders 2 is its own movie for 90% of it, and Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is its own movie for only about 50%. That's fair. That's, that's definitely fair. All right. Number four, Battle Royale 2. Just watch the original. Number three, Friday After Next. Just watch the original. Number two, Feeders 2 Sleigh Bells. I enjoyed this movie a lot. I thought it was really funny. However, I, I got to pick Silent Night, Diddly Night 2. The parts that are funny are just so damn hilarious, which is the majority of the film. Like, even the recaps of the original somehow managed to be funny, even if they do drag on a bit. It, it just barely beats Feeders 2 as being the, the better film. So, we've come to the end of the year, the end of another month, and that means that next month is January, Paul's birthday month. Yay. So it's Paul's theme. What do you want, Paul? All right. I'm going to go with Kaiju Month Part 2. Oh, and how are we going to start this year out? We're going to start this month with the original, the classic Gojira. Whoa. So until next time, friends, be brave. Be alive and be back next year. Get all the night school. Foxy and little apple.